good God. Isn't he a good God? Come on. I said, isn't he a good God? You don't, there's no reason to get depressed or, 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 or no reason to get depressed, sad or sorrowful. When you follow, we have a good God like our God. How many of you know he always shows up? Amen. Said he always shows up. It's important to know that he, he that you can do all things. Come on. Come on. I can do all things. Let's open our Bibles to Philippians chapter four. I was grateful when they said unto me, let us come unto the house of the Lord. Amen. Good morning, everybody. It's October 24th, Sunday morning. And don't look around and say, and look at your neighbor and say, it's good to see you. Come on. Put your finger up in the air. So I'm glad I'm here. Put your hand in your hand. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm here. I'm telling you, there's a lot of places that you could be. Come on. That, that, that you be glad that you're here. You know, a lot of folks, they don't realize of, you know, of where life is going. And, and you know, as we go and pass through this life, how I many you know, it just goes quick. This, this world is, is, is quick. You know, we talked a bit, a bit, a little bit about that this Sunday. We talked about the quickness of this world and, and this Sunday, this last Wednesday. We talked about being, God being with you and that you're never alone, that you're not by yourself. That you have the greater one living on the inside of you. Even when you feel like there's no one there, he's there with you. And, and, and you know, if you're not aware, if you're not making yourself aware and you're not talking about it, he's, he's there the whole time and you're acting like he's not there like, if you ever hang out with somebody goes, what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> Here, there he is. He's present. He's present with you. He's there when you're sad. He's there when you're glad. He's, he's there with you. You know, I'm so good that the scripture talks about that he ne will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. He will never leave you nor will he forsake you. Even through the roughest parts of your life. Because how many of you know, many of us, we, we go through tough times. Things, things happen, situations uh, that, are, that are not always pleasant. But know this, you're always going to be on the other side. You'll get to the other side. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to the book of, uh, do I, should I tell the kids church should be released? Faith kids, you're released. Come on, you may be released. I just got so excited, just couldn't wait. Come on, faith kids, you're released. Look at that good-looking group of kids learning the Bible. Future ministers of the gospel. I think I'm kidding. It, it all happens in a church. It all happens. You know, I've heard stories of people going to church for years and, and pe kids that have a hunger and a desire to serve God. God uses them, uses them because there's a natural hunger on the inside of them for the things of God. Amen. And it's important to come to church hungry. It's important to come to church hungry. Well, you don't understand, but I've had a tough week. It's important that you come to church hungry. You know, every morning I wake up, I wake up hungry. Naturally, every morning you wake up, you wake up hungry. And here's the thing. We as a spiritual people, she ought to get up and, and, and be hungry for the things of God. Because I'll tell you what, you're gonna, we're all going to hit. There's going to be great times. It's good to be with walking with the Lord when you're going through good times. Because he keeps you grounded. He tells you, uh, don't let this all get to your head. Keep me, keep me in the front. 
Keep me in the front of everything. If you want these, if you want life to be better, if you want life to, to you want to, you want, if you want to go from glory to glory, you keep your eye on him. Right. No matter how good things get. Right. No matter how much money comes in, you keep your eye. I like, that's why I love why Paul says, whatever, I know how to abase, I know how to abound. In other words, I know when things are going well, I know how to stay connected. When things aren't going good, I know how to stay connected. When things aren't happening, things are moving, I know how to stay connected. Because there are connection points that you and I need every day when we serve God. Every day. Because how many of you know every day you need answers? And I'm so glad Paul wrote in Philippians 4.13. He said this in the midst of a tough time. He said this in the midst of a trial. He said this when things weren't looking so good. Being persecuted by those he once helped persecute. Boy, talk about a switch. You know that when you quit certain things, they, they leave certain things, people aren't going to always be happy with you. People aren't going to be happy that you decided that to make a decision for Christ. People aren't going to be happy that you decided to go, all the way, go up and go all the way. Moses said, come up to the mountain. You said, I'm going. Jesus said, come on up. And you said, I'm going. Where are you going? I'm going where Jesus is going. I'm, where am I going? Up to the higher life. And see, and I can't stay. I mean, I love you, but I can't stay in the valley of the shadow of darkness. Come on, I can't stay in the valley. God has called me and you to, to live a higher life. And I love what Paul writes. He says in Philippians 4, 13, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on. You've done well when you've chose Jesus. You can get through the tough times. You can get through the good times. Because you're, you're clear in your heart as to the direction and the flow of your life. Because there is a flow of life which only can happen through him. You, 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 people are, will never be happy. See, see we're not going to be here forever, but we know where we're going. Say, so I know where I'm going. I know that my Redeemer lives. Come on. So you're not by yourself. You're not alone. You will get over the hump. You will meet life's challenges. Your situation is not permanent. It's not permanent. That bill's not permanent. It's got to go. It must be paid. And it will get paid. So when you get the bill, you don't cry. Oh, I don't know if I got a bill in the mail. Hey, I got news for We all get bills in the mail. No one's excluded from a bill in the mail. Come on. Even rich people get bills. You buy something, they're going to give you a bill. They don't sit there and cry, oh, I got a bill. Oh, sweet Jesus, deliver me from bills. Well, if you want to get delivered from bills, just go and live out in the street, be an urban outdoorsman. Ain't nobody got bills there. No responsibility. She's kind of watering, just trying to get it, just holding out your hand. Someone just fishing for money. Hopefully someone's going to feed you. Not you, not me. Uh, how many of you know, in order to live the higher life, is going to require responsibility out of you yes, and me. Yes, that's right. If you want a higher life with the Lord, it's going to require your, your response with him. That's right. Come on. But Amos 3.3 3 says this, how can we walk together unless we, unless we, let's come together. Come on. Let's open our Bibles to Amos chapter 3. Come on. Some of us, we, we, it's been a while since we've looked in the Bible. So, Pastor Marcus, why you got to preach out of Amos 3, 3? It says that can two walk together unless they be agreed? Come on. In other words, if you're going to walk with the Holy Ghost, Amos 3, 3, 
if you can't find it, do what I did. Just pull it up on your electronic device or go to the part where it says index. And you'll find it's, uh, it's right after Obadiah between Mal 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 Malachi. Come on, Amos. Actually, I, should, I, I said it was Hosea. It's between Hosea, Joel, and Obadiah. So you'll see Amos. If you have my Bible, you can turn to page uh, 1483. <laughs> Come on. Say, I, you say how, 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 let's read that together. Can two walk together unless they are agreed? Can you be married to someone unless they agree to marry you? I've dated lots of girls in my life that they didn't even know I was dating in my heart. <laughs> oh, I had a crush. In my, I had it all planned out. They didn't know. They didn't know that they were meant for me. But thank God they weren't. Thank God they weren't. And, I, and, and looking back at hindsight of life, you know, the good thing I like about Facebook is sometimes you look, at, you'll scroll around, you'll see people that, you know, they'll hit like, you're like, ooh, I dodged bullets. I dodged a lot of bullets. I dodged this bullet, that bullet, this bullet, that bullet. I, boy, I said, boy, God, I got a plan for me. He had a plan for my, he had the right one for my life. He had the, he had the one that God preordained, planned, set aside, special, come on, just for me, just for you. Come on, praise God. And I'm glad she agreed to be with me. You know, God wants you to agree with him. He wants you to walk with him. He wants you to have the great life. But it's going to require some sacrifice. That means there's some things you're going to have to get rid of. Come on, some friendships. Some, you know, there's some friendships and family members. Come on, you love them. But you're like, I love you, but uh, every time I hang out with you, there's trouble. And I'm just like, the, you know the kind of trouble I mean. You know, there's some drama somewhere around there. You know, they always got drama around their life, but they don't understand why they got so much drama. I don't know why I got so much drama in my life. Yeah. Well, maybe because you're always stirring it up with your words. A lot of folks, they just stir it up. But see, when you got a relationship with God and you can do all things to God who gives you strength, you know how to zip your lip. You know how to quit. You know how to you know how to quit saying the wrong things. You know how to say the right things. You know how to confess the right words. You know how to speak to your heavenly father because you know unlike everyone else you're not alone. You're not by yourself. And that you decided to agree with God and to walk with him. And part of that, a lot of it's going to be losing the lower life, losing the lower way, the way you used to respond in life. You're not going to get sad the way everybody got sad when 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 they go through tough times because you're not by yourself. See, they're by themselves. They don't know Jesus. You know, God, you know, God. And you and if you know God, you know how to walk with him. You know that you're never by yourself. You have you have someone to talk to. You know where to get your wisdom from. Well, I don't know what to do. I don't know. A Christian should never say, I don't know what to do. Yeah. By faith, you say, I know what to do. Yeah. I have the wisdom from on high. Yeah. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you give me wisdom from on high. Yeah. You know, some of you, I, some of you have heard this testimony years ago. There was a, there was a, these, there was something that happened on uh, Olive Avenue. And there was a lot of folks that they believe they saw 
an angel on the glasses reflected by light. And, and, and there was a, in the palms, you could see Jesus, Jesus, Jesus hanging in the palms and, you know, and there was people, there was th- thousands of hundreds, I, I don't say thousands, but there was hundreds of people showing up. And, you know, I, I, I was kind of, I'll be very frank, I was feeling judgy. But the Lord said, don't be judgy. I said, okay, Lord, I won't be judgy because I want you to go out there. I want you to, all I want you to do day one is just listen, listen. Me, just sit there and listen. I say a word. He goes, yeah, because I want you to learn to listen to me and obey me and follow my direction and my leading and my promptings. I said, okay, Lord. So I went out there and I was out there. I'll tell you, I wasn't out there very long, very long for, the, for, you know, half a day. And when I came home and all I heard, I heard people out there preaching, this is wrong. This is a, you're following idolatry. And they were preaching it right, but they were preaching it like you're wrong. You know, they were preaching out of anger. And I was like, ooh, but I mean, I mean, they were right. I mean, I understood what they're saying. Yes, they were right. Just because you can be right doesn't mean you're right in your words doesn't mean you're, you're saying it right. It's all in the attitude. It's an all. Who are you walking with if that's coming out of you? Oh, ouch. That even goes for me on some different levels. Right. Right. When you feel like anger, you have to say, I won't get my peace in my mind. So the next day I came up and Laura said he did. He said something to contradict something I believe. So I go, what, Lord? I go, I want you to be, I want you to be, what did I used to say? A tour guide. I want you to be a tour guide. A tour guide? Well, I don't believe this. If I'm a tour guide, I'm going to give them folks the wrong impression. And I'm going to stir them down the wrong path. He says, no, you listen to me. You'll be their tour guide. You tell them where to stand, how to stand, where to see, the, and, how to, and, and the best angles and the best place to see everything. And then I'll fill your mouth with words. But I didn't know what I was going to say. Fill my mouth with words. Well, what am I going to say? Because I'll tell you when you get there. See, God don't tell you oftentimes what he's going to say until you just obey. You hear what I'm saying? People want to know what to say before they even get there. But that's not how God works. God works by faith. And God wants you to obey him. He wants you to have fellowship with him. He wants you to have connectedness with him. But the only way you're ever going to get connected and see the hand of God working in your life is when you don't see the talents there, when you don't see the abilities there. When all you do is just obey and do what he told you to do. So I went in there, I stood and I had these little Filipino people here. This one little Hispanic family there holding their family with their little kids. And I said, I showed them where to stand. I showed them like, oh, I see it. I see it. And all of a sudden I said, now, I, now and then the Lord just gave me a download from heaven. You know when it's a download from heaven? That, that you know it ain't you? That is God speaking through you? And he says, and then I turned to him and I said, you know, you've been looking for a long time for God to manifest his goodness in your life. You, 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 the, you've been looking and you, you are in need of a miracle. I don't, I'm just paraphrasing now because I don't remember how I said him. I'm just paraphrasing. But I turned to him, I said, you have the greatest miracle that has already happened. And the greatest miracle is Jesus dying. And, and if this is what it took to get you here to recognize and have a hunger and desire for God, then this is the day that you ask Jesus in your heart to receive the greatest miracle. That's a miracle, but there's a greater miracle right now that can happen right now with you asking Jesus in your heart. You know how many, we, me and my mom, we, we, did, we went through this Aaron's prayer for quite a few people. But it all took place because making a decision not to speak what we wanted to speak, 
but to speak what God wanted us to speak. Not living how we wanted to live, but living how God wanted us to live. God has something for you and each and every one of you, but it's going to require your, your obedience. It's going to require your consistency. It's going to require your dedication. It's going to, how can you walk with God unless you walk with God? You can't walk by yourself. You can't, you, 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 I, back in the day, you know, I had a friend, a dear friend. I don't want to say a friend. He was just somebody I knew I went to church with back in the day when I was living in Fresno. He goes, yeah, I go to the church. I go to the script clubs because, you know, I want to witness to the ladies. I'm like, I told him, I looked at him like, man, you're a liar. He goes, that don't affect me. I go, you're a fool. I don't affect anybody. Yeah. No, you, you, you follow God. God's not there. That's the devil's playground. Come on. Don't, don't, don't lie to yourself about being in the wrong place because you're there to witness the folks. Be where God calls you to be. Be in the places where light would, would be elevated. Be in the place where, where it declares that God is working something through you. Come on. I'm not, I'm not working with the devil. Come on, I'm walking with God. One of my favorite singers lately has been David Ingalls. Love it. I, I listen to his music daily. It helps me. It helps me every day. It reminds me of the direction and the flow of my life. He sings this one song and it just, it just melts my heart every day. He goes, there's a whole lot of people going home. By the time this song, it won't be long. In a twinkling of an eye, we'll all be gone. There's a whole lot of people going home. And I'm thinking, that's right. That's why I'm preaching. Because there's a lot of people going home. And it's not going to be quick. It's going to be quick. We're not, we're not going to be here forever. We forget. We forget that this is quick. We forget that we, our time is short. And that we need to keep a strong connection. People say, people say, I wonder what the, 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 what is the great mystery of life? The mystery of life is you are here to have a relationship with him, to learn how to function with him. So you, when you get to heaven, you'll know how to act. You need to know how to act before you get to heaven. You know, Satan, he fell from heaven. How did he do that? He screwed that one up big time, don't you think? So you want to go up to heaven? And not have a relationship and know how to act there before you get there? No, I want to know how to act right now before I get up there. I need to, we need to learn how to behave and how to, how to glorify him while we're here. Because all I want my life to do is to learn how to glorify him. Has there been times where I've not glorified God in my conduct? Absolutely. Was I ashamed of it? Yes. But thank God that under the blood of Christ, that I am cleansed and I am made right, not by myself, but by through his blood. And that I can live a new and living way. Come on, I don't have to be the old me. I don't have to be the old Marcus and the old carcass. Come on, living on the old man, trying to bring the old man back and let the old man have its rule and its dictates and its way of living. No, I've, I've done crucified the man. Come on, the, 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 it's not no longer him that liveth, but it is Christ in me that liveth. 
See, once you understand that you now have a relationship in him and that it's no longer you that lives, it's no longer your desires, but you, you, but you remove those old desires and say, you know, I want his desires. I want his ways of living. Come on. That's where the miracles happen. See, you can't be separated from the miracle that God already created on the inside of you. They even try to kill. They even try to kill Lazarus because God, Jesus rose him from the dead. Imagine being on the other side of that stick. Say you see a miracle and and the man that Jesus raised up from the dead. Now you want to kill him because you don't want people to know that God is good and God is working through the man, Jesus. Boy, that's you think that's wickedness. But far often people just are living in life. They, they want to kill that old way of that God miracle on the inside of, of them that they want to kill the, the man that was dead, who's now alive. They want to forget that they were born again. They want to forget what all that God has done in their life. Don't be like that. Yeah. Don't go. Don't go there. Yeah. Be the person that says, I, I have I have lost that old identity. Right. I've lost that old identity. Right. Some people say, well, Pastor Marcus, you've done lost your mind. Says, That's right. I done lost my mind years ago. Now I have a new mind. It's called the mind of Christ. Come on, I have a new mind, a renewed mind. Come on. Come on, and I, that's a mind I won't lose. Come on, that's a mind I won't lose on. Come on, I'm telling you, he's so good. He's so good. He's, he's been so good, why would you want to quit? I, you know, I just made up my mind. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep walking with God. I don't care how, how hard things get. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, there's been always a temptation to quit. Yes. That's right. I'm telling you, you're going to face lives in temptation to quit. Quit relationships, quit yeah. jobs, quit, quit friendships, quit, quit marriage. You know, people just think about quitting their marriages. Yeah. But I'm so glad I did not quit. Yeah. I'm so glad I just decided I'm going all, going, going all out for God. That's right. That's right. Well, you've got you to settle in your heart. I'm going all out. Yeah. Going all out for God. I'm not quitting. You know, we're just, we're just, we're just, we're just sojourning. Amen. I'm just willing to obey God at whatever costs. I mean, sometimes it'll cost your ego. You know, sometimes you feel, I'm going to just look bad if I do this. You know, people put pressure on you to make, to do things, to make movement on things that you're like, and then God tells you, no, have you ever said people want you to make movement on something? God tells you no to something. Well, I'll tell you, talk about feeling pressure. Yeah. I found, we found a building. I mean, we were, we were just, can you imagine? And you're like, we, we got in five minutes and we, we didn't even pray. You know how long we, we weren't in there for five minutes. She goes, we were praying on that building. Yeah, let's pray about that building. You know, I mean, I'm just sitting there and I'm feeling the pressure of it. But after I was done, I goes, I got no pressure on it. You know why I didn't get no pressure? Because I know that God is saving me from something. See, a lot of people, they get the pressure and they feel they got to go, 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 do, do, do. And then they get themselves in trouble, get themselves in the wrong building, buy the wrong car and the wrong relationship yeah, yeah. because they're under pressure to have kids or, yeah. or yeah. under get married. I got to get married because, you know, I am getting older. My, 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 my clock is going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Take jobs they shouldn't take. Uh-huh. Get in a relationship they shouldn't be in. Yeah. And suffer Buy the wrong house. Because they, they just, I got to get a house. I got to get a house and buy a money pit. You know what they call those? They'll call those Ishmael's. You know, how many of you remember uh, Abraham and Sarah? Who, who did he hook up with? Hagar. Come on. 
Instead of smoking the cigar, you know, back in the day, they used to give you a cigar. When you had a, you had a child, they'd smoke. Hey, that was a, that, those, are, those are old carnal days. We don't do that anymore. So he ended up with Hagar because, you know, Sarah recommended. He goes, well, I'm old now. Yeah. I can't have a baby no more. So I, I want you to take Hagar, my maidservant, my maidservant and have a baby with her. So I don't have to, you know, I, I'm older now. I can't do this, Abraham. I know, I, I know you have this desire. And besides, you know, Mama wants to rest. You know, I need to relax. You know, and I, I can't be doing all that. You know, I'm not like I used to be. You know, so you hear the reasoning going on. Yeah. And Abraham said, okay. <laughs> Didn't fight it. Just said, I don't think it's a good idea. He's probably like, okay. And it ain't even like a woman to get mad at him, at, mad at him. Over her idea. It was her idea. She gets mad at him. Come on. And, he re- and then it produces an Ishmael. And then they have to wait longer for the promise to even come and come to pass. Then the angel visits them both and says, by this time, the allotted time, you, will ha- you and Sarah will have a child. Sarah laughed. She laughed. And you know, the laughter wasn't because she agreed. He was more like, oh, come on. You know, it wasn't like, it was like, oh, come on. And, and the angel said, did you laugh? And she said, oh, I didn't laugh. <laughs> oh, I didn't laugh. He said, did you laugh? I heard, no, you laughed. And they go, no, you laughed. We all heard you laugh. Yeah. But at least, oh, at least she wouldn't claim that she, you know what I mean? The, like, come on, this ain't going to happen. But it happened. The promise came. But Ishmael tried to, tried to harass the promise. For years, we still, we still now live under the bad decision of Abraham. Abra- the, 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 the Ishmael, who, who is the father of the Arabic nation, and, and we talk of Isaac, who is in many ways the father of, of the, the Jewish nation, part of that lineage. And now we see a, a war, a battle today, this day that still does not stop. They, just, they still go at each other. There's still like this rivalry. Because they didn't make a decision to stick to God's plan, to walk with God, to stay close. You and I, our job is to stay close to the Father, to follow the plan, not to go into places that we shouldn't go. You know, when Abraham and Lot were, when Lot was given a decision that the herdsmen could no longer get along, right? They could no longer get along. Abraham still said, hey, let us separate. And let us go. And, and then Abraham said, Abraham was so confident in God. He said, you choose the direction you want to go. That's how confident he was with God. Think about that for a moment. He didn't want strife. He knew strife was going to ruin his relationship with the Lord. And he knew that operating in a, an environment of strife wasn't going to help. But he told Lot, look, take whatever land you want. Go in the direction. You want. And I'll, if you go this way, I'll go this way. Whatever you choose. And so what did Lot do? He looked at the natural situation. He looked at the natural versus the spiritual was, you know what? Let's fire the herdsmen and let's just stay together. Yeah. He didn't overlook that. He, he didn't think, you know what? You're my man of God. Yeah. Let me stay with you instead. It is more important that I stay with you than get what I want on the external. Yeah. So many people want to get what they want on the external. Yeah. You, know, oh, you know what? That sounds a great deal. 
I'll go this way. I'll have all this. It'll be mine. You go this way. That'll be yours. Yeah, that works for me. Versus understanding the importance of a covenant relationship that he had, not recognizing that there was a blessing of Abraham and that it was worth sacrificing so that he could stay and walk with the man of God. But he lost out. Lot lost out because he looked at the natural. Anytime you look at the natural about what you can get or what you can have by if I if I just do this, if I just separate, I can do this, I can have this. And at least I'm not dealing with this relationship anymore versus making the relationship work and sticking and fulfilling the plan of God. There's always going to be a loss. Boy, that's a lot to wrap your brain around sometimes. You hear what I'm saying? It's important to stick to the plan of God. So important to stick to the plan of God. You, you don't you don't want to get off and go into your own plan. We got to stick to the word. We got to stick to our divine relationships. God's divine relationships. God puts divine relationships next to us so that they can help us. So that they can so that they can get you to the where you need to be. Let's open our Bibles to, to um, John. John chapter 15, verse 1. Now, our connection to the Lord is going to require us staying connected. Amen. Say, my relationship with the Lord is important. It needs to be in the forefront. Let me just tell you right now. It needs to be in the forefront in your house. That means if there's little things that distract you and get you away from God, it, you, you need to remove them. Whether it be media, whether it be friendships, whether it be, well, you know, my girlfriends call me up and, you know, they want me to come over. I just feel like under this pressure. Yeah, those girlfriends don't even know the Lord. Those, those guy friends, they don't know the Lord. Some of those family members don't even walk with, they don't even go to church on a Sunday, don't even think, they don't even, they don't even think about God even for a second. Do you hear what I'm saying? So you, you got to make a decision. Do I hang out with that family? I love them. They have, a, I have a lot of good memories with them, but I have to make some decisions now. Yeah. You know, but my mom and dad used to come up to and visit us on, on Friday nights or on, on the weekend or when they come up, I go on, you know what we did on Sundays, even regardless with family visiting, we still went to church. Right. We brought them with us. We're going to church. You're invited. If you don't want to, if you don't want to go, the fridge is open. There's plenty, there's plenty of soda or whatever is in the fridge. If you, your food, you want, you get hungry, go ahead. We'll have some stuff made. If you want to eat, that's fine. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're setting the standard. We're setting the example for the guest that comes. That this is why there's a blessing on this home. This is why we prosper. This is why this is why I have what I have. This is why there's sweetness in my home. That's why this is why this home is is healed. This is why this home is separated. This is what the goodness that you see is. This is the reason why people. I don't know why God just why things are going so good for you. The things the reason why things are going so good for me is because I've decided to serve the Lord. I've decided to walk with him. And if and 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 John chapter 15, verse one, Jesus says, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he, he prunes that, he may, that it may be, bear more fruit. 
Do you ever just notice that there's some areas in your life that just seem very frustrating that don't work? Why, why are you trying to keep it alive and keep it going? It don't work. All it does is bring you frustration. Jesus says he prunes those things away. Some things you hold on because oh, it hurts if I just let it go. But I got to keep this relationship going because if I, if I, but it's not producing. It's not producing the best person in you. You get depressed, you get sad, you get frustrated. You, you feel like at some point you got to make the decision. Is this relationship being fruitful? Am I helping them? Am I helping them? But if you're trying to help them and all you're doing is it's tearing you down and you're, it's causing you to live a lower life. You don't stay in the relationship that's causing you to live a lower life. You get in the relationship that causes you and challenges you to live the higher life. He is the vine dresser. He prunes. And sometimes if you ask a tree, if you ever want to know what a tree feels like when you prune a branch off of it, I can imagine you just having to cut a, you know, if you ever miscut a toenail, you're like, ah! <laughs> you just cut a little too, ah, toenail, ah. Toenail clipping time is never fun for you, nor is it fun for the animals when you groom them. They growl. I'm going to cut your toenails. They go. Why? Because it hurts. You prune a tree. I guarantee that tree is going. You know that. that, that. But what it do, does it do? It creates more fruitfulness. See, we forget that there's more fruitfulness. There's more, there's more peace in our lives. There's more joy in your life. There's more harmony in your life when you do the right thing. Sure, it may not feel good to not go out there and spend all your money on the wrong things and be broke. Sure, it may, it may not seem good, but, but God says, you know, I want you to practice more fiscal responsibility. I want you to practice more, more responsibility with your associations. I want you to practice more, more responsibility in your relationship with you and your spouse. It, it, what it is, it's the bigger picture. It's the fruitfulness for your life. Come on, amen. Praise God. Come on. Come on, ain't God good. He says, abide in me and I'll abide in you. Boy, I tell you, what a great switch off right there. You want fruitfulness? He says, okay, if you want some good fruit, abide in me and I'll abide in you. Boy, that's a great trade-off right there. Come on, winner, winner, chicken dinner. You hear me say that all the time, man. Come on, it's better than going to Vegas and winning it all. Come on, you, you, you get peace, you get joy. You don't have to go out there and get medication because you can't sleep. You don't need medication because your nerves. You don't, you don't need to self-medicate because you already got the greater one on the inside of you. Come on, living in there, helping you get over some stuff. I've gotten, I've gotten over some big things. You know, you know, we get over things. How do we get over things? Some people, we get over it so well. Some people think, man, why are you so cold? No, I'm, I'm not cold. I'm not, I'm not cold. You know, I can, now I understand how Pastor Nancy can go through the loss of her husband and not go through sorrow and grief. Because you know they have the greater one already in them. Do you hear what I'm saying? You know they have the greater one on the inside. You have the greater one on the inside of you. That's how you're going to get over things. That's how you're going to get healed. That's how you're going to get delivered because you live with him. He's in you. Every day, you know, one thing I like with uh, open Revelation chapter 12. Praise the Lord. I know I saw this. and I just kind of felt like it pressed in my spirit that we need to read this scripture. Amen. 
Revelation 12, verse 11. It says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. In other words, you have a relationship. No matter what, hell or high water, you're going to stick with him. You're saved by the blood and the word of your testimony. If you're not getting enough of a certain area in your life, you need to start sharing your testimony. I'm going to tell you something. One thing I've noticed and that kind of, kind of stood out and it kind of been bugging me lately. Can I be open with you? I go, we should be having more. We have a lot of miracles in this church, but we should be having more miracles in this church. I kind of feel like we've been slowing down a little bit and I don't like it. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm used to having miracles in my church. I'm used to seeing people get healed in my church. I'm used to seeing people get delivered up in my church. Come on. And I know that we're going to experience it more, but we're going to experience it more through the blood and the word of our testimony. In other words, we need to be testifying about what God is doing. We need to be sharing about what God is doing. You want more of something. I like what Brother Hagin says in his In Him book. He says, if you want more of something of it, you need to testify of what, what God has already done. Has he been your healer? Yes. Has he been your deliverer? Yes. Has he been your prosper, uh, the, the one who prospers you and finances you? Yes. You, you, you testify of those things. Come on. You abide in him and he abides in you. His testimony lives in you and you let it live in you and you let it abide. You let it go out. You let it be your launching pad to your next level, to your destiny, to where God has for you. And don't act like you're not already in your destiny. You mean this is all I'm going to get? No, this is part of it. This is the journey of your success. This is the journey of where you found joy, love, and harmony. Come on. I was out in the community somewhere. And I was in a rough rough side of town. I ain't going to tell you how I got there, but I was in a rough side of town. You know, you took a left turn. I took a, I must have took a left turn. I mean, it took a left turn, and I'm like, how am I getting out of this neighborhood? It was rough. I even ran into the neighborhood that I was, remember the house where we got the, 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 the station wagon stolen? And I was a little kid and I looked out the window and I said, oh, yes. yeah, I, I found that neighborhood. I found that apartment complex by, by accident. And then I thought to myself, oh, we came a long way. We came a long way. Yeah, the Impala, Chevy Impala. And I, and, um. And I was driving around certain parts, and I go, and I looked around, and I, and I just, because I had to do some work, and, and I was in part doing some work, and, I, and as I was doing that, um, the Lord, I, was, I saw this house, and the Lord told me, some of your people would have been there had they not made a decision for Jesus. They wouldn't be living the better life that there are now. They don't realize that their life they're living wasn't there for them unless they made the right connection the way they did. Because they made the right connection, they're not living in the, the ghetto. Because they made the right decision, life is always already beginning to get better for them. There's reminder people of where they came from and where they're going. Some of us have lived in bad neighborhoods. I've lived in some bad neighborhoods. And I told Pastor Melina, I go, you know what was the nice thing about going through a, bad, a rough neighborhood? Is, and, and, and having lived in certain places and growing up as a kid and remembering it, you remember, I ain't there no more. I ain't living there no more. And that you know what? They, that it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And challenge yourself that it's going to get better. To stretch yourself that this is just a, a stepping stone. This is just a place that I'm, this is just a tool for me for the next place. Because he's with me. 
I'm in him and he in me. I'm part of the vine. My life will be fruitful. Woo! Come on. Glory to God. Man, I done preach myself happy. No longer broke. No longer sad. You know, one of the, you know, here's the, here's the thing. You know, there's something, there's nothing worse than a sad preacher. There ain't nothing worse than a sad and depressed preacher. You know, I'm going to tell you that. Have you ever, ever been, Pastor Marcus, have you ever been sad, ever been depressed? Yeah. But you know what I found out during that time? Is that I forget that there was a greater one with me. He's probably looking at me like, why are you sad about? Why are you getting bummed out about? Because, you know, things aren't going the way I wanted them to go. And I got all this pressure, people looking at me. He goes, I'm with you. That's all that should matter. If you care about what people think or the pressure that you feel, it's because of your own stinking pride. Oh, oh Lord, please forgive me. Thanks for telling me I was I had pride going on and that, that I needed to bind this thing of pride and I, I can't allow it to, to get in my way and to, to keep me back. Because, boy, your pride will, will, will hang you up because of how you feel you, you look. Wow, you've been in the ministry this long and everybody's doing this and everybody's doing that. Look at you. Look, looky, looky, look, looky, looky, cookie where you're at. Boy, I tell you, the devil likes to just, just show you where you're at. And then I was like, well, I know where I'm at, but I also know where I came from. I ain't no fool. Come on. Don't forget where you, you, you came from. Because you can, you, people like, look, look at me, I'm a self-made man. You ain't self-made nothing. Right. You had the Holy Ghost. You had God on your side. Yeah. You had people praying for you. That's right. Come on, praying for you. Right. Bible-believing woman praying for you. Yes. Shaking you by the head. Come on, mighty man of God. I know you're in there somewhere. <laughs> woman, get off of me. Come on, man of God, rise up. <laughs> woman, leave me alone. My, my, come on, mighty man of God. Thou art loosed. Amen. Thank God for people who don't quit. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Say thank God. thank God. Look at your look at the people next to me. Thank God you didn't quit. Come on. Well, how many of you get blessed right now? I tell you, we're going on the other side this year. We're getting into things, moving into things, getting on top of some things, walking out healings, walking out victories. There's more testimonies. I got more testimonies. This situation. Say, say, say right now, say this situation is just leading up to my next testimony. Devil, you messed up. You and you mess with me. Amen. Woo! Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Life don't change until you put your run on. Come on. Come on. You were running with the devil. Now you need to be running with God. 
Hallelujah. Well, I don't know running was possible in church. Well, yeah, you run in church because you, you don't need to be running with the devil no more. That's right. Come on, that's what I'm doing. I'm running with God now. Hallelujah. I made my decision. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 I'm not no no part way. Yeah. Nothing part way. I'm just yeah. running with Jesus. Yeah. Come on, I'm not doing things halfway anymore. I'm just running with Jesus. That's right. Hallelujah. Say this with me all the way. All the way. Say all the way. All the way. With Jesus. With Jesus. I run. I run. All the way. All the way. With Jesus. With Jesus. I will run. I will run. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Not beside him. Yes. Nor without him. Yes. Because Jesus is on the inside. Hey. I run with him. Yeah. <laughs> For the glory. And his story. <laughs> oh, come on. Amen. Almost sounds like God bless America, sus- suspiciously like. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey. Woo! Hallelujah. 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 Who needs a healing right now? Come on up here. Who needs a healing? Come on up here right now. We'll lay hands on you because your miracle, come on, it's time to lay hands on you. You need your miracle right now?